Welcome to Gaming the Podcast. Now, our previous Hades episode, which we released back in October, was so popular that we're revisiting the game again this week, but from a very different angle. One of us here at Indie by Design has now played Hades for some 400 hours, and needless to say, that has generated some new takes and new opinions on what the game is and what it can offer. I am John Robertson, and I have not played Hades for 400 hours, but Stace Harmon has, and I'll be talking to him about the hows, the whys, and the what has come from that. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter, we are at Indie by Design, and do leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like the show and you want it to reach more people. So now on with the show, and on with 400 hours of Hades. All right, so Stace, you've played Hades for uh, some 400, 400 plus hours now, which is quite mm-hmm. uh, quite a few hours. Um We've already spoken about Hades back in October, which we both kind of wax lyrical about the game, but um, you've carried on playing it at a rate that I certainly haven't. I'm definitely not at, well, probably not at 50 hours, let alone 400. So <laughs> um, the 400 hour mark, is that um, is that unusual for you? Is that normal? Do you normally play games for uh, for that length of time? No, I mean, yeah, it's certainly unusual. It's not. It's not something that I expected to do when I started Hades. I think there's some. It's in kind of quite uh, auspicious company with things like uh, Civilization, the Civilization series, but Civilization five and six. Um, I've played hundreds of hours of both of those. Um, Hearthstone probably played hundreds of hours of that. I don't have the stats for that, but yeah. So it wasn't a game that I when I first got it i kind of almost picked it up on a whim um i like the look of it i like the sound of it and so i picked it up and started playing it and yeah it's funny to look back for me it's funny to look back on that episode that we did back in october about what makes hades so good because um since then there's been a huge evolution in both me as a hades player and the way that i play hades and it's like it's interesting to have that milestone that kind of that kind of marker in my Hades journey to go back and listen to and 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 look at and realize that you know it's almost that sort of sweet thing oh I was just I was just getting started then that's uh yeah <laughs> that's so quaint nostalgia and naivety all rolled into one yeah all of a few months ago yeah so when- so yeah it's been quite an intense quite an intense period of uh of play over the last couple of months for sure yeah well so what is it it's it's like 100 hours a month since october little under it is that's ludicrous isn't it oh my 25 goodness. hours a week like that. roughly that is great oh my <laughs> like four or five hours a day on the weekdays where, where, <laughs> what yeah that would be well you can thank lockdown for that i've got nothing else to do um and clearly no other media to uh to invest my time no. um yeah i mean that yeah is that is a tremendous amount of time i think so the, the big the key thing the key aspect of Hades that has not just allowed me to play it for that long but has I think almost invited me to play it for that long is the notion of evolution within the game it's that the the things that you start out aiming for the goals that you have when you start out playing um, are quite modest and they they evolve even within the first 10 hours of playing you go from like just wanting to get past maybe you know the first fury uh megara to then like the the boss is 
kind of provide that sort of those milestones and then you're trying to get through each biome and then maybe you get your first completion and then things just shift perhaps more towards the narrative for a bit and um you're trying to unlock all of the different relationships and unlock all of the weapons and the boons in the background and it's it's just a constant multi-threaded path that each part of it and multiple parts of it often are evolving at any one time so there's never like a you're not hitting a dead end in any one direction um and even if you can't get like, even if you're hitting the the sort of the gameplay dead end of i cannot beat this boss you're constantly going back to the house of hades because you're dying and you're constantly then seeing more more narrative more relationship unlocks more even just like you're collecting more um of the in-game currency stuff the the darkness and gems and you're unlocking more stuff in in that direction as well so yeah it's a con the constant evolution and kind of these ever changing goals is what has uh, just kind of dragged me along through yeah. it like it's yeah so i guess we should point out here as well that um if you're watching listening on youtube then this video is you playing so everything's like maxed out and yeah. all the stuff that's what 400 hours looks like um yeah so yeah so the so the goals then so they're drawing you through more than um the the kind of avert progress stuff like maxing out this and leveling up that or uh, they are now yeah and i think because and i think that's again that's another thing that has changed for me and at any given time i might decide that i'm going to try and max out the aspects so you unlock all of the weapons and then for each of the weapons there are multiple aspects which is just like a different um focus for that particular weapon and they take a long time to unlock all of those um and then once you've unlocked all of those you can level them up individually by spending the titan blood that you get from beating some of the bosses not all of the bosses but some of the bosses and so you then have that kind of empowerment of how you're going to choose to level up what's important to you at the moment are you particularly enjoying the sword at the moment or the fists or whatever it might be and then pursuing that and then that kind of go, runs in tandem with you unlock a bunch of the keepsakes which are kind of the uh the sort of the things that you take for a run and it lasts with you for the entire run and it, it changes things slightly it might change uh, how a weapon operates or it might change the likelihood of you finding a particular god um and those things work in tandem with each other which means that there's always something to aim for it's like oh i want to unlock the next aspect or the next level of this or if i can just get this then i'll be able to cut down my time or i'll be able to see this new effect on this particular weapon and it's that uh that's the the kind of a lot of the mid game stuff for me and then the late game stuff has been goals that i've been setting myself that are kind of they're kind of like community. So it's a single player game, of course, but it's like there's that big community element, which means you can go and see how other people are playing. And there's like what are affectionately known as like meme runs in any, you know, in any kind of game that has any sort of aspect of, of speed running to it that you can try and do a no boon run where you don't, you have to take boons from the gods. The gods give you these level ups and you have to take them throughout the game. But then the idea is you get towards the end and you purge them all, you sell them all and you face Hades with no boons. You face him with like no power ups. And what do you know? If you do that, uh, there is a narrative reward for doing that because Hades comments on it. And that's again, a big part of it that there's a lot of the stuff you can think to do. You get a little nod of acknowledgement from the developers and the designers on because mm. they say, yeah, we thought somebody might try and do this or 
you know, it's often talked about how you playing a game in a way that the developers didn't intend, but I don't know that that's, I mean, I don't yeah. as a general thing, I don't think that's really a thing. You design the systems and that's that anything is, is intended within that. But it, this is like, there is that, but there is also, they are saying, yeah, we, uh, yeah. You figured you might try a little and do nods, this. It's a, a little nods and a, and a wink. It's almost like uh, I didn't know that those were in there. It's quite there's quite an interesting um, sort of feedback loop, a sort of interesting design mm. element, an interesting form of reward, I guess. Um, and yeah, I didn't know that those were in there. It almost reminds me of like the early days of achievements and trophies when mm-hmm. you know developers would have like a hidden trophy or whatever. My well, games obviously still do have hidden trophies, but they'd and then you get the trophy rewards and to add to your to your stats or whatever but it almost kind of feels like a bit like that like oh yeah well done for mm. test trying that like weird thing um and now here's a little rewards that's not a challenge on a trophy it's just like kind of inbuilt to your to your game yeah um but if you're really into that game and you're really into like that world building and seeing the different things that the world offer then you know that's quite um it's quite meaningful. It's just, uh, it's almost like the game is on is on the journey with you, I suppose, rather than yeah. just this kind of yeah. standoff, isolated. Someone on Reddit decided to t- challenge me to this, and I've done it. Thing, like, yeah. The games, the games playing with you, and that. Um, and back when trophies were actually hidden, because that used to be a thing, doesn't it? Like trophies in games were actually hidden, and you didn't know what they were until you did the thing that unlocked them. I mean, nowadays you can literally just you press a button, press and square, or PlayStation, yeah. and it's like. Well, and that's fine if, you know, it's nice when trophies are used as a way to encourage you to play the game differently. You've, you've, you're used to playing it a certain way. You go and have a look at what the trophy list is and there's stuff in there that encourages you to play the game in a way that kind of pushes you in a different direction rather than just you complete level one, have a trophy, you yeah. level two, have a trophy, etc. Um, this is, is slightly more common, I think. Yeah. Days. But this is slightly different from that because it's not telling you that stuff up front. It's not saying, Oh, you might want to no. try this. It's no. saying, Oh yes, we, we, uh, we predicted that someone might try that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if they're adding it's stuff so, in it's... afterwards, like people are trying this stuff and they see someone on YouTube or Reddit do it or whatever. And then they're just doing a little update that's, that's like, oh, add, add a line of dialogue. I mean, very that. possibly like the update notes. They, so they've done a bunch of updates. And of, so of course, Hades was in early access. That's another thing to, to say. So it's been in early access for a couple of years. And there's been a huge amount of iteration in that. I didn't start playing it until the version 1.0 release, the kind of the full retail version. Um, and I first picked it up on Switch because I knew that I was going to be able to put the most time into it on Switch rather than PC. Um, so I, yeah, there's been a lot of iteration. There's been a lot of feedback within that for sure. Um, but I'm kind of simultaneously, I'm curious as to what the early days of Hades looked like. Um, it's, I'd be interested to see, you know, go back and look at videos of gameplay and, and how the pacing and the flow of the game has developed throughout early access. But also just as a player, I'm kind of, I'm quite pleased that I just get the benefit of all of that. And I pick up kind of the finished version as it were, and I just get to play like the best it's ever been. Um, because yeah, it just feels like I kind of benefit from a lot of the, from everybody else's, uh, input and, and feedback um but so yeah there may be there may be stuff they've added certainly they've done updates since which are now uh yeah i think the last one was a couple of weeks ago in fact early early feb at this point um so yeah there is yeah there's the fact that it responds to what you're doing and to how people are playing i think is is just another little 
another little thing to keep you going and not everything can be not everything is acknowledged but it does make you potentially then think well if that was then maybe this will be yeah um i wonder i wonder on the given you played it for so long and then you know there are these challenges that kind of i'm guessing in most instances the challenges make your life more difficult rather than easier Mm. like purging all of the boons and stuff Mm. if you just play through a normal run and you don't challenge yourself in this way, is the game still challenging at all? Or have you just mastered all the attack patterns for the enemies now? And I know the enemies are randomized a bit in throughout the different zones, mm. but each enemy, each individual enemy is the same. So do, are yeah. you, do you just know, you know, what's that like? Are you still just, can you just beat everyone? Do you know exactly what they can and can't do? Are you able to trick them or overcome them? Well, you know, just sort of by muscle Yeah, memory? I mean, that's, I imagine, so this is, this is, part of this thing of the like the evolution and the goals changing because yeah i'm sure if i went back and played a zero heat run as it would be called so there's a pact of punishment that you get upon completing the game a certain number of times and then you can change the difficulty of various different things you can give enemies more health you can make them quicker you can give yourself fewer boon choices you can give yourself less healing all of this stuff And I, and so then that changes with you as you play again, that feeds back into the reward system for each weapon. You can get up to 20 heat. Um, I haven't played a zero heat run for a very, very long time. So that would be what is effectively the base game, but I would be massively powered up because I've leveled up all of my weapons. So I haven't played like that for, I don't know how long, like since shortly after completing it, probably for the the first or second time so what my runs are now and the run that we've got running alongside this this audio on youtube is a i think it's a 19 heat run with the fists and so that is i think proportionately that's the equivalent of maybe like a new player playing it uh because you're seeing you can still be surprised by the enemies you can give them actual perks that mean that they do things that make your life a lot harder um, and it's not always going to be that this type of enemy does this type of thing. So there is still that unpredictability. There's kind of the controlled RNG element of it, like the random number generator, um, where it feels like it's just being made up on the fly. But there's a controlled aspect of that because you get to choose how you make the game harder. You get to choose, well, and that changes depending on what weapon you're use, using. So there's so many interlaced and interconnected systems that it's not, and it's so very well balanced as well that it it works uh, almost for however whatever kind of run you want to do on any given day, you can tailor that to your experience. Um, you can just go and feel super powerful, or you can really challenge yourself, or you can put a super like strict time limit on your run, or like yeah, there's just it really is kind of that, that bespoke experience that I think is is again part of what's kept me coming back so so many times and for so many hours and is it it sounds like maybe well i don't know you tell me is it um if you does does it is it attractive to go through and play just as like you know like like how you would have been on run number one starting a fresh game you know just like a completely naked character with that with no boons, no upgrades no anything none of those systems kind of layered on top is that an attractive proposition now or would the game feel kind of shallow and lost without all of the ability to kind of customize it using all of those systems well yeah i mean that yeah that's an interesting thought experiment because and it's something i've i have thought about doing i've thought about doing a basically a a fresh save 
play and going back and starting the game again you have three save slots on the you know on your profile so going back and starting the game again partly to remind myself of exactly how things unlock because you certainly don't get everything you know even within the first 10 or 20 hours um and also to see how it feels in terms of challenge and i do i wonder would it feel limiting because even just the number of dashes you can perform and stuff like that it just it scales up but never really to a point unless you want it to where you feel overpowered like my runs don't always end in success for example it's not like it's just a given that i'm going to complete it and it's a question of how do i want to complete it it's there is still that challenge and that challenge i think is a key part to it otherwise it would yeah i think it would be easier to exhaust all of the options um if there wasn't that that risk reward element of you know i'm going to give this a try and maybe it maybe it'll work maybe it won't um so yeah, I haven't I haven't gone back and started a, a fresh one. I've, I was thinking about doing that on Twitch actually, so it may be a thing that I do. Um, but even that, there's like speedrunners now who are doing that. Speedrunners who have played for much longer than I have, who are going back and doing a speedrun challenge that involves them starting from scratch and completing the game, um, getting to the end credits, which you only do once you've completed the game multiple times. So yeah, again, it's like everybody has the way that you want to play is probably catered for you can probably go and find videos on people doing these outside of the box things because it just it's such a flexible system that it encourages you and allows you to do that um so yeah my runs these days tend to be high higher heat runs where the game is more difficult it's just a question of how i make the game in what area do i adjust those sliders to make the game more difficult and that depends on the the weapons that I'm using. So it's, and it keeps, so it keeps you engaged in that way. It's not like oh, I'm going to use any one of these weapons. You don't find the perfect loadout of, I'm going to use this, any weapon on this heat, um, because the difficulty changes because the enemies, then their behavior changes. And that, that has an impact on the weapons that you're using. Some are better for single target and some are better for, you know, multi-target. And that's, that's going to have an impact depending on how you've chosen to, uh, to level them up effectively yeah. I mean, even with that customization and the different sliders to make the game difficult or easier in different areas do you are there still areas of the game that you general in general terms find easier or more difficult like do you is there a certain boss or a certain area a certain zone that you die on more often than others or is it kind of already mm. out at this point i think the the first two areas it's reasonably so that's tartarus and asphodel it's easy it's generally i'm generally going to get through both of those without really any issue but because of the way that my goals have changed that means these days getting through asphodel probably in under 10 minutes so my like my best runs i've got i think a sub 20 minute run which in terms of speed running is like is nothing is uh is like nowhere near competitive um but it's you know it's good for me it's competitive for me but so i'm if i'm doing that then i'm looking to be getting through asphodel in within 10 minutes um the champions of elysium which are the it's uh, theseus and the bull of minos um or minus depending on your preference they got some of the um, coolest character designs those two yeah and they and their dynamic is really awesome as well and their yeah the relationship stuff that exists between those two is is interesting to explore it's not just like throw away those are the ones that depend on my my build i'm probably most 
I, I pay the most attention to. Because again, because of the way that I run with the higher heat or higher heat, they now have evolved. So Theseus is in a chariot um, and has got guns and uh, the bull has got this big golden set of armor on and he does different attacks because I've made him, that's the extreme measures heat um, element. Uh, and so, and they comment on that. You put that on them, and then, like, they comment on the fact they've got new equipment to fight you with, and then Zagreus shoots back that it, they've got that equipment because he has entered into this pact of punishment. So, it's all of those mechanical things and ele- all the elements of a game that are effectively outside of the game. The making it harder, the what weapons are you going to use, what kind of run are you going to do, and Supergiant has brought the vast majority of that, if not all of it into the game there there has there's some narrative reward or some narrative um commentary on it uh you know the music in the game which is awesome uh is played by orpheus the court musician and even just getting him to play the music is a is its own set of like its own narrative thread so there's a big so that i think all of that means i connect to it a lot more i, I kind of respond to it i have an emotional response to it um which again is a thing that ties me to games far more far more than like being able to say yeah that game is is awesome or i can really test myself there's definitely like an emotional response that i have to it that allows me to um to keep coming back and not really ever feeling bored so so yeah, what's it's that, just what do you think the core of that emotional response is to this to this game is it the narrative stuff is more than like the systems sides or is it a combination of both or you know what is it that's what is it that's emotionally engaging and, and intriguing in, in this game that like isn't in in other say roguelikes that i don't i don't think you mm. spent another 400 hours in another roguelike no. I mean, so I played, like what's different yeah. so like yeah i played a lot of rogue legacy i played a lot of spelunky i played a lot of uh dead cells perhaps not to the same extent of that as those first two but for yeah and i've not had that same reaction to those um i think it is the it's a combination of of all of those things it is a systems based thing it's how it, how the game makes me feel while i'm playing it it makes you know it's like there's an, a gambling element of it there's a i am going to take a punt on this i'm going to try and put together this crazy build and see if that pays off and there's a engagement on that level of either that went really well or that went spectacularly badly which has its own its own set of uh kind of rewards <laughs> yeah um Didn't you learn from it hopefully yeah and you know, you know, I've got like it's the only game at the moment that I've got notes on my phone about Hades build ideas that I make notes when I'm not playing the game about. Oh, I could, yeah, I could do that one, that one, and that one. Put so it's actually more than four hundred hours if you include all of that. In terms of my actual engagement with the game, yeah, absolutely. and then there's video, the videos that I've watched. I mean, yeah, it is, it's, it's ludicrous. And I, I mean, I have, I've bought it on PC and Switch, um, and you know it's cross save that's been implemented which is great so i am kind of and again even that as a as a singular point there aren't many games that i buy multiple times so there's a yeah there's definitely there's definitely something drawing me in um and yeah the so coming back to coming back to the emotional response stuff i think it is partly the narrative like I genuinely enjoy the relationships between some of these characters. It is partly the systems and the way that they make me feel. I think the acknowledgement thing is a big thing. I think feeling like 
Supergiant has created this game and everybody, you know, from top to bottom involved in the creation of this game has in their area kind of gone all in on this feedback loop, all in on rewarding you and not just rewarding you, but acknowledging you. I think that's that's sort of what I've perhaps bounced off with something like, or eventually bounced off with Rogue Legacy, was that it gets to a point where it, it stops kind of acknowledging you. or or. But then equally, Rogue Legacy was never meant to be played for that amount of time. And that's that's something that we uh, we found out when we... We spoke to the creators of Rogue Legacy, and that's and so that's fair enough. Whereas this game clearly has been from the offset, has been created for you to engage with it for these ludicrous playtimes. Um, yeah, do you and think so? That has a big effect on me. Is there a limit to that, or or is the system designed in such a way so that like different pieces of elements that they've put in can be kind of um, can be fitted into each other, so that there's always a new form of a reward or a, a piece of narrative feedback coming even if it hasn't been explicitly written in that way it's you know what i mean it's just like little pieces yeah. of the puzzle can be rearranged to fit so it always yeah. feels like there's so there's a system in which there's more quantity than the actual pieces of input that are coming in because it's being rearranged yes. yeah i think so i think so because it feels a bit like a yeah actually you you explaining like or, or like asking about it in that way it makes me liken it to something like a game of tetris where you are in the very short term building something up and getting things in place and then once you've triggered that particular thing that you're trying to achieve that then clears those things out and makes way doesn't just make way for other things it actually sets up other things and so that i think is happening where there's there's particular systems and particular elements of it that are there that once you've achieved, you've gone a certain way down that path, that will then, uh, that will then trigger other things to, to kind of start even. And that can happen after, you know, dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of hours. So yeah, there's definitely a, um, there's definitely a kind of front loading of everything, putting everything into the game and then it, you'll see it at different times so i might see it at a different time to you and that depends on how we've played the game and so yeah i think it's it's kind of been despite everything being so closely tied together it's like there are these different containers at the top that drop their stuff out at different times and once you've got to x point on here it will trigger some another sort of drop over here um and so it's still there's still stuff for me to unlock you know 400 hours in uh there's still there's still some runs to do. There's still some, you know, I was looking at like the stats because um, it's got in-game stats for basically everything. Um, and that, going back to that like trophy idea of making you play in a certain way, looking at those stats, oh, I haven't actually done a run where I've finished it with X keepsake. So I'm going to do that. And maybe because of it's got form for it, maybe that will be commented on in the game. I mean, it, you know, maybe it won't be, but it's... Even if it isn't, the fact that there's, I've got access to those stats and I can look at like the way that I've played most heavily and maybe deliberately try and skew away from that for a different experience is, uh, yeah, there's just all this stuff that's put in place that it, it just drip feeds constantly. Um, and it really is something that I think that I respond to very well, evidently very well if I'm now 400, 400 hours in. Yeah. Um, so to those, so that's interesting. So, so, 
looking at those stats um, and then reacting to that, um, <clears throat> maybe trying to like run, do things that are counter to that. Is that something that you? Is that something that you do a lot? So, you, so you, do you actively try to, um, <clears throat> you know, experiment in that way based on? Okay, I've got lots of experience mm. here, so I'm going to park that for a bit, and then I'm mm. going to try to. Um, you know, just focus more on this other area where I've, where I'm uh, like where I've put less effort into or whatever. It might yeah, be. no, it is for sure, and that's why I think my my favorite weapons have changed over time because I've like at some point not been able to see how a certain weapon, maybe the spear or the the gun, uh, could possibly be as much fun. But then I've kind of because of because of that because I can look at those stats and see well I've done X number of runs with these weapons and not nearly as many with these I'm going to deliberately explore that I'm going to kind of go the the offbeat route for the based on the way that I've been playing and I do I do do a similar thing I have some of that in Hearthstone where I'm kind of almost counter intuitively maybe but I don't really pursue whatever the most popular decks are. I'm not really like, I'm, I'm more interested in f like trying to make slightly awkward combinations of things work because when they do, it feels more rewarding than just like going online, finding what the most powerful deck is at the moment and then playing with that over and over again. I'm not, you know, I want to win in Hearthstone, but I, I want to kind of find that quirky combination that isn't considered to be particularly effective and find a way to make that work based on, assembling that deck and there's definitely a similar similarity with hades like yeah going and finding the the things that don't seem like they are the most powerful and making that making that work but that wasn't something i started out doing for sure that was you know that's again that's a thing that has evolved over time and has has changed as i've come to understand the game more and kind of you know that notion of like knowing the rules to then be able to to break them or at least be able to use them uh, yeah. in non almost suboptimal ways yeah yeah you're the kind of person you're the kind of person who wouldn't fry a steak in a frying pan because everyone does it you'd fry it on an iron instead it, it is <laughs> i am a little bit yeah and it can come across as like well irritating probably but it, it's like just being deliberately you know obtuse or like it's it's and it isn't that's not why i do it i don't do it to be on you know get on people's nerves and it's the way that often it's the way that I kind of view it. It's the way that I see something. Um, it happens also when I play pool. I've got a very good friend I play a lot of pool with in a pub when that was a thing. Um, and certain shot selections, like doing a lot of doubles and it drives him nuts because he thinks we, he knows I'm not just showing off, but that's what it looks like. But to me, that's how I see it. I view, I look at the shot. And it's like the most obvious shot for me to do here is a double and it might not work, but that's i have to play that rather than cutting trying to cut the ball in or something like that so there is yeah and i do take some pleasure in that not in like other people's reaction to it but in doing it and it paying off um and if it doesn't pay off then i'm going to shrug my shoulders but it looks like i'm just being you know potentially it looks like i'm being even arrogant it's like well why why would you do that like do it the easy way so well that for me is the easy way that's how i that's how i view it and that's yeah, it's certainly the same way with some of these games that um, I'm talking about Hades and, and Hearthstone. It's like maybe making things more difficult than it looks like they need to be, but taking some enjoyment and pleasure from that. So, yeah, yeah. so I mean, we're nearly out of time, but 
on on the different form of um enjoyment and pleasure then so one of the things that we spoke about on in the october hades episode and what a lot of people, uh, one of the things that a lot of people have commented on is just on a purely aesthetic level like how good it looks how good it sounds how good it is how smooth it is and all that stuff mm. is um are the audios uh, are the visuals is the audio still impactful in that way or is it kind of just blended into kind of window dressing at this point that you've seen it so often yeah i mean you would think it would you would think it would but somehow there's still the same there's still audio tracks that uh, like i will put on and they you know i'll put them on in the in the house you can there's a like sheet music you can put on orpheus will play oh i thought you meant your house uh, so just like uh, you just have it playing well, when you're not the playing soundtrack. the game i've got the soundtrack on youtube <laughs> on youtube music i've got a, a saved playlist of the of the soundtrack um and yeah, and I bought the PC version that I bought. Um, I think I'm pretty sure came with the the soundtrack. The Steam version came with the soundtrack. Um, so yes, I do still take a lot from that, and and the visuals. I mean, the visuals are they are they're kind of that comic book style, but not in a. Um, I don't really ever just gloss over them. So I will every now and then. I'll like I don't know Poseidon or Dionysus or Artemis are probably three of my favourite visually um and they'll crop up and i'll just like i will actually actively look at them i will pay attention to them uh and yeah and i do and every now and then, you know i'll still notice occasionally notice details um very small details on their on their armor or on their like oh this they've got a little artemis has got this little bird on her bow or whatever it might be um and so yeah and that is a big part of, i think if it was less interesting and less attractive to look at and to listen to that that would diminish the emotional response that I have to it, which would probably over time lessen the, the enjoyment and the appeal that I get to it uh, from it rather. Um, so yeah, that is still a big part of it. And yeah, there's, that's somebody should do an art book for, uh, for all of super giants games. Um, <laughs> somebody, like Hades, us probably. Yeah. Some, maybe somebody like us. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Super giant. If you're listening. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, time's up pretty much. But so four hundred hours. Then I can't remember how much, how many hours you'd played last time. Was it like touching a hundred by the time when we spoke to it, when we spoke about it in October? Um, I don't remember honestly, but yeah, I think it must have been. It, I mean, it, it just surely must have been. But yeah, I think I was probably somewhere up up to around somewhere like I don't know, fifty odd, maybe sixty runs or something. So. Yeah, maybe about a hundred hours. Yeah, and then I think at the end of that you said it's another hundred or however many hours it was. So would you reckon another four hundred hours here? Yeah, <laughs> a thousand, a thousand I hours. Honestly, yeah, I mean, I could not, I couldn't predict. Honestly, I would say no, that would be ridiculous. But I didn't ever think I would get to four hundred hours. Um, so possibly. I mean, if I start really trying to do this, get into the speed running aspect, then maybe because I'm, as I say, I'm sub twenty minutes. But that's it. That's nothing. People are completing the game in six minutes, five, six minutes. So if I, yeah, if I go down that path, then it could be, <laughs> All right, could well, be playing this game forever. We'll, we'll do a third Hades episode when you've got the <laughs> world record speed run for some combination of booms and whatever. All right, challenge accepted. So come and join us again in four months time when we'll be talking about what Hades is like after 800 hours of play and hopefully how it feels to be a speedrunning world champion. So, how many hours of Hades have you played, and how has your experience changed over that time? Come and let us know on Twitter, it'll be interesting to hear your experiences. We are at Indie by Design on all social media platforms, so come and hit us up. 
If you're interested in our video game art, design and history books, then do visit IndieByDesign.net where you'll find all the info on our current books and you can find the link to take advantage of the pre-order bonuses for 20 Double Fine Years, which is our tome of everything Tim Schafer and Double Fine Productions, from Psychonauts 1 and 2 to Grim Fandango, Brutal Legend to Broken Age and everything in between. Cheers and we'll see you again next week. Thank you.